What's up, everybody? It's Austin Rivers from the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's a new year, and I have a new podcast here at The Ringer, Off Guard, hosted by me and my guy, Pasha Hagigi. Austin and I go way back and talk so much hoop already that we figured it was time to fire up the mics and let you in on all of these conversations. Every week, Pasha and I will hit on the biggest stories happening in the league and get Austin's perspective of someone currently hooping in the NBA. Tap into Off Guard every Friday on The Ringer NBA show feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's number one sports and recreation podcast is back. On this Friday, July 21st, um, it is Cheap Heat, and I am your forever 24-7 champion coming to you from the Shore Club in Turks and Caicos. And uh, I, I do have to tell you guys something. This is very important. Maybe, and listen, the, the views represented on this podcast are only those of myself and maybe somewhat of Miss Hatton. Can I just tell you guys, though? Seven days is a long time to be in Turks and Caicos. No one, no one told me that. I, I, I realize now as much as like I wanted to do nothing, I don't think I processed what like seven days of nothing would feel like. And I don't think I processed how nothing Turks and Caicos nothing really is. I mean, like, I've heard from so many people who love Turks and Caicos. And I would say if someone was looking for a place to go for a few days to just catch some sun and be in the pool, it would definitely be on a list of places I would recommend. I would say prepare for uh, very expensive and not a lot to do. But there is not a lot to do. And I listen, we don't want a lot to do. But I think also I'm being um, sort of affected by my new wife who likes to relax but also definitely likes some things to do. And maybe she's being affected by me and not doing some of like the outdoor activities that there are to do. Babe, do you maybe want to go rent something today and like uh, speed around on the water or something? Maybe. You want to? She has headphones in. She's not even listening to me. Because <laughs> I, I think maybe if I wasn't here, she would be more apt to like go get jet skis or kite boards. Or, but like I don't particularly want to do those things. We did snorkeling the other day, as we told you, and it was great. But since that day, all we did was switch resorts. The new resort we're at is a little less mage than the last resort, um, but basically as expensive. 
And there's just not that much to do. The thing to do that everyone tells you you got to do, oh, well, you got to go to the fish fry on Thursday. Oh, the local fish fry. You go, it's so local. It's a local fish fry. You know what it is? It's a, it's a setup for Mark's. You take an, a $20 cab ride for a five-minute drive to get to this fish fry, which is basically a parking lot that has a bunch of food trucks and people standing on long lines to get fish and different seafood items. But here's the deal, in the words of Joe Biden. Here's the deal. The, the prices in this parking lot are as if you're at like a real fancy restaurant. Like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll grab some shrimp, uh, you know, some fried shrimp. It's it's $36. Oh, I'm going to get myself a drink here from one of these sketchy little drink stands. Okay, how much at $18? I don't, what? Am I fucking Nobu? Like, you, you would think that standing in a parking lot if you're eating or drinking while standing in a hot, crowded parking lot parking lot with sort of bad music playing and someone on the microphone trying to force people to do awkward group dances, you would think at the very least the shrimp costs 20 bucks and the drinks are like nine. No, everything is still 35 and 15. Like there's listen, I don't I don't want to be smirch. I, the last thing I do, I am not a besmircher. OK. But I don't want to, so I don't want to be smirch Turks and Caicos because a lot of people told me they love it and they come here every year. I don't just don't know what you're doing. Like I don't know what to do. These these hotels are friggin' expensive, and like they're all nice. They're nice the way like all resorts are. But let me put it this way: Is this nice enough to be three times the cost of like the the friggin' Marriott that I stay at uh, in Puerto Rico? I don't think so. And 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 Puerto Rico, you can like go into old San Juan and like get culture and places. Everything here is sort of just built for tourists. That's it. I asked a cab driver yesterday, tourism's like 90%, 95%. He thinks really truthfully 100% of this island. And so I guess I realized, you know, as much as I like bumming around on the beach and at the pool, I do, I guess, want the option of like some level of culture and no disrespect to the great people of Turks and Caicos. I'm sure there's some hidden culture we don't know about. But if you just go on Google and you just look around your surroundings, there ain't nothing to do. Nothing. So like three days in January, four days in January. Maybe five days in January or February. That sounds cool. Seven days in the dead of summer. I I fucked up. We should have spent the first. I I Natalie and I've been working on not using the word shoulda coulda woulda. I would have if I if I coulda, I shoulda, and I woulda spent like three or four days at our place near the city and near the beach, and then come here for three or four days and been Gucci. This has just been, I want to kill myself. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm going to do. No, oh, nothing. I just said I want to kill myself. But I was joking. And I know I shouldn't joke about that, but I'm joking. Don't worry, babe. Because we're here and we're bored and we're ready to go. Help! Help us! 
Help. We're in an overpriced resort with nothing to do. By the way, a few minutes ago, before we started this podcast, before I got started here, the power went out. The fan stopped. The TV went off. I, in my brain, I had a vision of just chaos at this place. People, if the power was legit out and there was no AC, or people would, he would start losing their mind. Anyways, we're scheduled to leave here tomorrow and then go to Miami for two days on this quote-unquote honeymoon, or as we call it, the trip that never ends. Uh, we'll go to Miami tomorrow. I have um, a one-up thing to do on Sunday in Miami. And then Monday, by hook or by cr- I've never looked forward to a Monday more in my life. Monday, we will get back to New York and the dogs and life. I tried my best, babe. I tried my best to plan a trip here. That would be really nice. And, and there has been nice things about it. But I swear to you that doing the podcast, people might say, well, why would you want to do the podcast while you're on vacation? This is the only thing to do. I was looking forward to doing the podcast. Um, I've, I've, got, I've watched a little bit of wrestling. We watched a little bit of Dynamite on Wednesday. I watched a little bit of Raw as we talked about on Monday. But today what we're really just going to do is uh, some mail. And uh, catch up with you, the people. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. Mail. All right, the day before the wedding. Here we go. Sakari wrote us. Let me talk to you. Congratulations are in order as you're getting married tomorrow, and it's going to be a great time as well as the beginning of a new chapter in your life. It's also my sixth wedding anniversary on Saturday as a man who shares his birthday with Jack Nicholson, sharing a wedding day with Athena, magist, professional podcaster, is awesome. And as a father of two boys, I can say with confidence that you're going to be a great father because if you're as good and neutral with your kids as you are moderating Greg and Dip with their respective lawyering and crazy takes on cheap heat, parenting is going to be easy as strudel pie. Have an egg everything weekend and enjoy yourself. Stay mage. That's a cheap heat. Fan since day one. Sakari. Sakari, that was very kind. Very kind words indeed. I hope you're right about fatherhood. Male. Let's go to Ron. Hey, Peter. First off, I had my first egg everything today and it was mage. I didn't get any of my usual orders. A bagel and butter just came with my breakfast. Shakshuka. And I decided to go with the egg everything. Even with just butter, it was great. Second, with your wedding approaching, I wanted to wish you and Miss Hatton the best. I know you were stressing out about all the details involved in the big day. I know what that's all about, but I hope when the day comes, or at least after pictures are done, that you can take it easy, man, and enjoy yourself. I also had some wrestling takes, but I don't remember what they were. Wrestling is great, though. All the best, Ron. Really nice, Ron. I'm enjoying these so far. Two for two. Male. Robbie says, good day, Peter, Gregory, and Brian. My name is Frederick Von Winkleberry. If you're picturing me with a thick, posh British accent and a monocle, well, you would be correct, sir. Now, for generations, my family have built and maintained the strongest and sturdiest ladders, not just here in the United Kingdom, but throughout the entire British Empire. And we recently provided all the ladders used in your Money's in the Bank wrestling program. I know nothing about wrestling myself. But my great-grandson told me you gave us a shout-out on your little internet wrestling radio show. So on behalf of all of us at Winkleberry Ladders, 
would like to say thank you. And as always, remember, Winkleberry Ladders, a ladder fit for a king. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember what he's referring to, but SGG was putting over the, the ladders. <laughs> money in the bank must have been special English ladders. And I, you know, very briefly called this out and said, I don't think these are different ladders. And so I'm popping very big for the good people at Winkleberry Ladders, a ladder fit for a king. That may have to be a shirt one day if you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. Oh, my God. Mail. All right. Holden writes us. Sweet Pete, Mazel Tov. Want to send a big congrats to you and Natalie. First time, long time, day one-ish, Chief Peter. My wife and I got married six years ago today. Oh, wow. This is another person with our anniversary. This is day of. By the very mage Rabbi Deb. We now have a little pecker out of our own, too. I hope, and I'm sure it will be, I hope the anniversary date treats you well. Enjoy yourself tonight with a life and with, with a wife, Holden. P.S. Story for another time, but was a member of the Bagel Boys faction that did the rounds on the bar mitzvah circuit 20 plus years ago. Egg everything for life. Mail. Asif writes us, hi, Peter, just want to say congrats on the big day. So happy for you, Natalie. Take it easy and enjoy the honeymoon. Asif. Well, as you can see, we are not enjoying the honeymoon. <laughs> but we're enjoying it. Ajay's. Mail. Andrew writes us. Congratulations. Have a great day. No major platitudes. You've heard them all from the people closest to you. You deserve this. Natalie seems amazing. You both deserve to be happy and madly in love with each other. Have an amazing day, and I hope the weather clears up for you. And it did, Andrew. Natalie, you're missing all of these wonderful emails people sent in the days leading up to the wedding. Well, you missed a few, but they were very sweet. Here, I'll read another one, though. Mail. John writes us, congratulations. Just wanted to join what I'm sure is a huge chorus of congratulatory messages on your nuptials from one divorced dude who subsequently went on to marry the love of his life to another. I wish you the very best. You're a force for good in this maelstrom of horror that we call a media universe, hoping you experience nothing but joy. John. That was really nice. All right. Mail. Mike writes us. What's up, guys? First off, Peter, congrats to you and the new misses on the wedding. I'm sure it was an incredible day for you both. Nothing but the best wishes for the newlyweds. On the pregame pod, Dip mentioned that showing up for the wedding weekend felt like WrestleMania and that he had a pit in his stomach, but it was a, quote, positive pit. Of course, this makes no sense, as a, quote, pit in my stomach has negative connotations. So I'm proposing that we call feelings po of positive anticipation a piper's pit, for example. I have a piper's pit in my stomach for this match slash wedding, that it will be an egg everything. Congrats again, Mike in Philly. Mail. Nick writes us, I felt like my wedding 11 years ago was the dance party of the cinch. But yours was definitely the event of the millennium. Kudos to you and Miss Mageness. Happy for you guys and loved seeing the JWO in action. Squad goals confirmed. My favorite part was Dip and Amber Rose on the dance floor. What a combo that is. It reeks of egg everything. The cocktail napkins were amazing as well. That's long-term storytelling at its best right there, dude. 
Sorry about the consummation DMs. I just had to, LOL. I fell off watching TMKS after I moved down south, but I'm cheap heat for life. I might even have to start checking out one ep too. Congrats to you both, and as always, stay mage. Cheers, brother. P.S. See you soon, Miss Hatton. He'll... <laughs> he wrote, P.S. See you soon, in quotes. Mrs. Hatton, quote, heel and heels, Rosenberg. She is a heel and heels. Oh, oh, heels very seldomly. More like a heel in Jordan's. Male. Uh, Julian writes us, to the newly minted Mr. Hatton, congratulations on your big day. The photos looked amazing. Myself and my wife just got married on June 30th, so I felt like we've been on this journey together. I hope you guys took some time to soak it all in and really enjoy the day. I'm sh- I know we sure did. Once I saw Booker T and MJF at your wedding, I need to know, how did you address their invitations? Mr. Booker T? Mr. Booker Huffman? King Booker? Mr. MJF? Mr. Max Friedman? Mr. Maxwell T. Friedman? I believe his real name, question mark. I'm dying to know. Julian from Milwaukee. Um, so they were, we did, we did not send out physical invitations. We sent online, and I believe that Booker's said Booker and Charmel Huffman. And I believe Max's said Ma- Mr. Max Friedman, I believe is how it said it. Male. Darth writes us. Peace to the newly wedded Rosenberg, the mage speaker, Dipple H, and the stat god. The wedding looked amazing. Jim Jones coming out was blaze, and Saifa's announcement was fire as well. It looked like a great affair. Maybe one of the Friday somethings can be more of a mailbag reading. I've sent a few emails. I know you're limited by time, but maybe during a lull. Pause. That's what's happening today. Mage. Uh, Then he went on to say, SmackDown was good. I'm happy anytime wrestling goes back home to the garden. My first event there was the Sergeant Slaughter Iron Sheik boot camp match. I was also there for the famous curtain call. There's something special about MSG, similar to the old Yankee Stadium. I don't want to take up much of your time, but I wanted to say that you guys are an egg everything bagel and a bunch of great guys. Stay mage and take it easy, man. Peace. Knowledge Allah. Thanks, Darth. Mail. Oh, Jonathan writes us about dip. Subject is dip ego stroke. The Toastmaster General. Natalie, are you still listening? Do you leave me? You're still here? Natalie's still in bed listening. Okay. Uh, Peter, mazel tov to you and Natalie on your match made in heaven. May your years ahead be filled with love and joy, cheers and schmears. Following a comment from a previous episode about sharing Dip's wedding toast, out of curiosity, I went to YouTube today and searched Dipperstein plus wedding to see if anything popped up from this past weekend. To my pleasant surprise, I stumbled upon some of the finest content on the internet. Not one, but two Dipperstein wedding promos on an account that appears to belong to the bad bard of Bucks County himself. YouTube slash Brian Dipperstein 2553. Hopefully the Rosenberg toast will surface soon, as I'm sure Peckerheads will delight in watching America's Toastmaster General work the room as much as I did. Much love, John. Wow, wait, there's a YouTube channel? No way. A Dipperstein YouTube channel? He wouldn't even know how to start a YouTube channel. There it is. There's him doing a rehearsal dinner roast. And uh, 
one for the Howie Tannenbaum 10 years ago. Wow. Listen, by the time you hear this, Dip may know about it and have deleted it. Only five subscribers and two videos. <laughs> I have to send him this. Wow, this is wild. I don't think he'll delete it right away. Natalie asked if we could watch them first. Smoke Dizza just sent me new music with him and Flying Lotus. That's interesting. Shouts to Dizza. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I have to admit I'm skipping past some of the wrestling messages. All right, here we go. I'll read a couple. A couple wrestling ones. Cody is on fire. Mail. Matt Leonard writes us, Pete, Dip, and SUG, first time writing in as I'm a Ringer era fan. I started listening to the first episode after SUG's wedding and haven't missed a show since. Wanted to get your tease on Cody's recent run. When the ultra-mega babyface shit started, the conversation was around how long it would last. There were even suggestions to turn him heel before the fans turned on him. Fast forward to now, and Cody keeps heating up. The woes are louder than ever. His entrance and matches are mage, and his underdog promos remain interesting and compelling. Cody is in his babyface bag. Where do you think this run goes? How do you think the fans stick with him? Is he the one to dethrone Roman? I, I think he still is the one to dethrone Roman, and I think you're right. He is mage right now. He he is living in super babyface land, and I really, really think it's it's somehow still working. I'm surprised. I didn't think it would last this long, but I really think it's working. Mail. Uh, let's go to Michael. Who says that leaving LA Night off SmackDown was repug? Peter Dip and SUG, how can the powers that be think it's a good idea to keep the most organically over guy since Daniel Bryan off TV at the Garden? Picking up on what Dip said on the July 11th episode, the name of the game for wrestling is crowd engagement. Who gets a bigger pop and engages the crowd better right now than LA Knight? You have to strap the rocket to him and find ways to get him on TV. Even if you don't have something for him right now, you have to find something. A quick fantasy booking scenario could look like this. Knight takes the U.S. title off Theory at SummerSlam. Balor beats Rollins. And then Priest cashes in on Balor at SummerSlam. Priest becomes the heel leader of the Judgment Day. Built to a program with Knight and Priest for the heavyweight title. This allows Knight to cut promos on Rhea and Dom. I would even do an explicit callback to Stone Cold Rocky and have Knight throw the U.S. title in some body of water in an episode of Raw or SmackDown during the buildup and really lean into the Attitude Era criticisms of Knight. Mazatov for Pete for lending a great wife, and thank you for making the Packerheads feel like a part of your big day. P.S. I'm taking my five-year-old daughter to her first SmackDown in August for what will likely be Edge's retirement match in Toronto. Can't wait. 
You think it's going to be Edge's retirement match in Toronto? Male. All right. Uh, Eric writes, WMUC, fear the turtle? First, kudos on the wedding of the Sench. As an avid cheap heat listener and quoter in social stitches, this wedding sounded like a baker's dozen of egg everything. Kudos to you and Miss Hatton. As most loyal listeners do, I fired up the Wikipedia of Peter Rosenberg and discovered discovered you were a UMD alum and former DJ and student uh, at, at the student station WMUC. Dude, I popped to the levels of Carlito returning at Backlash. Class of 09, Fear the Turtle, an avid DJ Strawberry and Grievous Vasquez fan. I also did two years of sports talk radio on WMUC Sports, co-hosting a weekly two-hour show with two buddies. All that to say, always been a talk radio podcast fan. It was mega hype to read a mega star like you maintained residence on Route 1 in College Park. Enjoy the honeymoon. Stay mage. Fear the turtle. Eric. Eric, yes. Oh, I, it's, I think you start to take for granted after a certain amount of time rambling on about your life, as I have. You take for granted that, like, not everybody knows everything about your entire life. They people, you know parachute in and out and some people get there later to the party and don't realize yeah i I am absolutely big time umd muc alum male steve wants to show some love to matt camp i love matt camp matt camp is great he says that's the subject when i first subscribed to wwe i wasn't sure about matt camp the 30 minute straight to camera catch-up show isn't his natural habitat his talents are underused playing the kayfabe pundit to his co-hosts Super Mark enthusiasm. And he wears a rictus grin that gets increasingly glassy as the show goes on. But put him in a more organic discussion show format and he shines. He has an easy conversational style, not unlike that of another mage pundit who remained nameless, but who should be congratulated on his recent marriage, and a Rolodex of wrestling history at his fingertips. He's as he's at his impressive best in the WWE Ultimate Series, simultaneously wrangling combative egos, a countdown clock, and necessary messaging and makes it all look effortless. So well-deserved props to Matt Camp. Just lose the shit-eating grin <laughs> uh, from Steve. I agree. Matt does really well on those shows. Those, those shows are a handful to try to keep everyone together and fantasy book for an hour and make it entertaining. And, and then Matt's in, his Rolodex of information is just crazy. It's true. He 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 has forgotten more about wrestling in the last five minutes than I remember in the last ten years. He really he remembers everything. It's crazy. Male. Um. All right. Brandon sent us a little love. What's up, Brandon cousin? Male. Uh. Let's see. Keith writes us and says, "Dear SGG, newlywed, twenty four seven, and twenty twenty three wedding poet laureate. After this past week." I think we can finally put to rest the speculation of just how much control Vince still has over creative. Given the news about the high caffeine levels of prime energy, I'm about 100% certain if Vince still had the pencil, Logan Paul's new finisher starting this week would be called the heart punch. Glad to hear the wedding of the, the wedding event of the summer went off so well. Mazel to all. Stay mage, Keith Harrington. Thanks, Keith. Male. Dean has an idea about Lashley and the Street Profits. He said, uh, the almighty prophets, right? Or since Bobby's technically God, at least according to his nickname, maybe Montez and Dawkins become his, quote, street prophets. Uh-huh. Lots of options. Regardless, this 
presentation the presentation figures to be as mage and should elevate all three underused talents as baby faces or hopefully heels. Huzzah, Dean. I like it. They really are underused. And then there we have another message here about the hurt business. Mail. From Dan, who says, Congratulations to the happy couple. Real quick, with Bobby Lashley coming back on SmackDown, wanted to get your tease on a new potential rivalry. Reformed Hurt Business, Lashley, Omos, and Street Profits as heels versus a reunited bloodline as faces. Thinking it would be perfect for Survivor Series, either in War Games or traditional Survivor Series match. Regardless, any thoughts on a heat and greet in Chicago for Survivor Series? Beers with deep dish and wrestling is great, and I enjoy wrestling. Dan in Chicago. Um, Survivor Series is a ways off right now. We're still... We got a lot of uh, pay-per-views between now and then. There's uh, Detroit coming up in a few weeks for SummerSlam. Then there's Pittsburgh on Labor Day. Then I then there's another one in October, and then we get to Survivor Series. I I, I would love to. Uh, it's going to be friggin' freezing, Mister Bigglesworth. And the only other problem that you have Survivor Series weekend is that it's also Thanksgiving weekend. So I just don't know how early I would get out there. I don't know that I would get out there before Saturday morning because I don't want to. I don't really want to travel on. Maybe Friday night. Yeah, maybe we'll travel Friday. Night. I think Natalie's going to come to Chicago. So maybe we'll go Friday evening. Yeah. You want a deep dish heat and greet? So yeah, maybe we do a pizza heat and greet. That could be fun. Just be hard. Of the mage places, it would be hard to have any place where you get any good space. I'm a big Pequods guy. I don't, I don't think we can get any space in Pequods. Um, but you know, Miss Hatton always knows people. Maybe she's got a deep dish hookup. Um, all right, a couple more here. Mail. Tim says, Howdy, team. I know this question isn't breaking new grounds creatively, but I'm interested to hear you discuss it on the pod. With both writers and actors now on strike in Hollywood, does this not genuinely create a real pathway for some pretty major short-term returns for the WWE? If The Rock and Cena both love the business the way they say they do, and Cena clearly does because he just popped out at Money in the Bank for seemingly no reason, I can't help but think they'll show up at SummerSlam. It makes too much sense. The Rock's family is fighting in the main event. And while his beverage empires, Terramana and Zoe, uh, are seemingly doing great, he hasn't had the best two to three year one run with movies and shows. Popping up at SummerSlam and maybe a, a few Raws after to, who knows, guest referee, a J. Roman match at Payback sounds like exactly the thing he needs to do to warm up some cold fans. Rock bottom to Roman afterwards to set up Mania 40 main event, and boom, mission accomplished. I think Batista seems happily retired and focused on his acting. Haha. What are your teas? Tim. Tim, it's a great question. Why not? Why not bring people back right now? There's no work to be done. They they can't there's there, everything's off. I'm amazed that radio hasn't gone on strike yet. Now remember, I am a member of the SAG After Union, but so far it hasn't affected people in my field. Although I'm surprised by that. I mean, I would have to imagine there are a lot of people who are not happy in my field as well, but so far so good, at least for me to be working. But yeah, that's a, that's a really, really legit point. P 
people who went on to acting, The Rock and Cena being the biggest ones, but even Batista, even a guy who seemingly was done, I mean, whatever, I guess the way they look at it, people have months and months between projects even when there is no strike. So they may just be enjoying it the way they enjoy all their downtime. The Rock is the most compelling because the guy seemingly has no downtime. He just rolls from one project to the next. And by the way, I was going to say hot take. I don't even think this is a very hot take. Couldn't The Rock stand to take some breaks between movies? I mean, isn't it crazy? The Rock is one of the biggest stars on earth. I love the man. Wouldn't miss his TV show. Never see his movies. Never. I, I just don't. I don't. They, they, he does not choose movies that I often feel like seeing. A little break. I, I just, I wonder why when you're that rich, I, I guess it's some sort of crazy drive thing, but he just continues to need to roll from one project to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. And yeah, a lot of them are like, really? I don't know that you needed this one. You're telling me that the Rock having a mage run with Roman Reigns wouldn't be more significant than uh, one of the random movies he does? I know this sounds like a big diss. I love The Rock. I'm just being honest about the movies. I don't go see that. Mail. Let's see. All right. Someone wrote me a question about Black Star. I don't have the answer. Robert says uh, the reason for great WWE crowds. First time, long time, everyone's mage, etc. Over the past year, I've heard yourself, SUG and Dip, talk about the WW crowds and how everyone expected them to turn on Cody for being the most cookie-cutter babyface of the cinch. Also, the fear of crowds chanting for Sammy to main event mania while Cody was out there cutting promos with Roman. Those chants never happened. The fans, have, the fans happily accepted Cody. Fast forward three months later, Cody is still incredibly over. The crowd is in the palm of his hand, and there's no weird toxicity. The crowd's also throughout the show are much less harsh on baby faces overall why is that the answer is simple all of the worst most toxic dregs of wrestling fans move to aew (laughs) these miserable people who cried that the sky was falling if lord forbid cesaro and his plain bagel with no cream cheese or butter personally didn't get the world title if their flavor of the month didn't get the top instantly everything had to burn These people have flocked to Tony Khan, who placates them at every turn. Their product is worse, but now, in turn, our product in WWE is better with fans who simply enjoy and love the show. Stay mage, Rob. Rob, that is a very interesting, thoughtful, and funny take. I don't know that I think it's true. First of all, do I think it's somewhat true? Here's here's a part that you're saying in very mean, harsh terms that in in a funny in funny terms also that I could say in a more palatable, I think, reasonable way. Yes, the fans who were not at all content with the WWE product now have another product to go cheer or boo or complain about that part. I'm sure exists. I'm sure there are people who were like always angry at WWE who said, I'm taking my ball and going home. And now they have a home and that home is AEW. So like that actually, that actually is possible. Now that said, I'm sure there are still toxic fans in WWE and I'm sure there are tons of lovely fans in AEW who are not toxic, but I hear what you're saying. That, that is interesting. Were the biggest naysayers. Are they now gone? It's an interesting take. Um, let's see. Let's see. Uh, Miles, babe, what are you doing over there? What, what's happening? 
You're organizing the fridge. Okay, do you want to say anything to the people? It's just me. No? Hey, guys. I know you missed me. I missed me, too. I feel like I lost myself being on this island for a week. But we're back, baby. We're back. <laughs> I miss me is crazy. <laughs> I don't even know who I am anymore. Yo, I can't believe she just said, I miss me. That's, yo, that's a new catchphrase. You just stumbled on a new one. Did you miss me? And I miss me is what? What are you snacking on from the fridge there, kiddo? It's not from the fridge. But I'm eating fruit snacks right now. Want one? You just stuck one in my mouth. Hey, yo. It's good. I don't know. It's not the same. It's not the same as like Sour Patch straws or anything. You know, it's just like something that just... We've gotten a lot of junk food on this trip now. Yeah, we all we did on this trip was just eat. We have Pringles. We had Pringles. We have Cheetos. Mm-hmm. Fruit snacks. Everything. A bag of Cheetos here cost $10. No, it didn't, did it? No, it didn't. Close. Anything else you want to say? Bye for now. Um, we also watched Willy Wonka for the first time last night. Neither Natalie nor myself had ever seen... Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And uh, guess what? It was pretty mage. I don't know if you know this. Gene Wilder, mage. Natalie said, and I quote, what a gimmick for Gene Wilder and as Willy Wonka. It really was. And I just got to say, Charlie, he was a great guy. <laughs> no, Grandpa Joe. Great. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Grandpa Joe. That is the highest level. Okay. She's screaming. She's screaming. Mail. Let's read this email real quick. Miles says, judgment. Hmm. Hey, the undisputed married one in a Seth and Becky thing. Does that make Natalie the mensch? I don't get it. In a Seth and Becky thing, does that make Natalie the mensch? No, mensch is a good thing, babe. There you go. Anyways, back to business. I feel that the Judgment Day are a bit wasted in the Bloodline shenanigans. I always saw Roman as Scar from the Lion King, the Bloodline fellow, besmirched lions, but the Judgment Day, the hyenas. What I'm saying is the hyena waits for the weakness in the herd to pick them off. Why aren't they taking out Jay and then everyone else with Priest then holding up the briefcase and Finn declaring it an age of judgment to come? Main event J is a great story, but the above makes sense. Anyway, stay mage, enjoy yourselves, and congrats on the wedding of the Sench. Much love, Miles. Thanks, Miles. I hear you. That is a good point. That is a really good point. Wouldn't this be the perfect time? Mail. All right. Last one for today. Jason writes us Cheap Heat, Wedding, MJF, Bliss. Peter, yeah, I'm a Peter guy. SUG and Robert Frosterstein. Three quick notes. One, Wedding. Congrats. To Peter and Natalie, by all accounts, it sounds like the wedding was a resounding success. Two, MJF is making this Adam Cole pairing not only work, but really fun to watch. This guy was booed relentlessly. Then in a matter of a few TV episodes, he's got them cheering and playing with him. And whichever moment they choose to have him turn on Cole, he'll make that great too. And their combined music is dope. Three, any idea where Alexa Bliss went? Okay, one, wedding... Thank you. It was Mage. Two, MJF and Cole is great. That is the only segment Natalie and I saw this week uh, was them at the restaurant. I enjoy every bit of MJF and Adam Cole. I think it's Mage for both of them. I love it. Sorry. 
Brian Mann, I know at first didn't think it was some of the stuff was befitting of a man of MJF's level or the title. I I'm really enjoying it. I think it's it's pretty funny and it's getting me more into Adam Cole than I've ever been before. This is the first time I've ever been this into Adam Cole. And three, any idea where Bliss went? She announced her pregnancy, bruh. Maybe you're not like big on the social media of, of it all, which by the way, that's good for you. So yes, I will fill you in. Bliss is pregnant. So I'm guessing we won't see her on TV for some time. Now, I, I was about to... Mail. Here we go. Here we go. The Adam Cole of it all. Or are we watching the same show? A rant. Sweet Pete, the magest of magents. And the statless one, first time, long time. Here's a heel promo about what I just watched on AW. I love Dip, but I'm constantly left wondering, are we watching the same show? Adam Cole used to be one of the top five most interesting wrestlers with a future as a main event guy for years to come, who was the leader of an incredibly compelling faction similar to a modern-day Four Horsemen. All right, well, calm down already. But then he decided he had to go play with his friends in the big indie company. Then he stopped working out and lost what little physique he had. Then he was relegated to a C spot on the B show. Then he turned on all those friends he ever had to go play with. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Which wasn't followed up on at all. Okay, this is just long I'm trying to get for. Then he does a random ex- exhibition matches with zero story that are just writing off his name and dream matches. They weren't, th- which he says. Then, because he needs attention, does incredibly risky spots and gets injured. Then finally comes back to reclaim his place and fulfill his destiny as a top guy. And this is the BS he's doing thrusting his pelvis and dancing like a buffoon in the main event storyline. How does anyone think this is any good? I I do. I will never understand how the same people so analytical and critical of the actual profession and truly major league wrestling company. Look at AEW, see what they put that put out and do all these mental gymnastics to convince themselves. It's not only good, but somehow better instead of what is actually mediocre at Jace. Virtually everything from AEW is a spot fest, hot piece of garbage. There's almost zero ring psychology. There's virtually no stories. The characters are almost all guy who's good at wrestling. The camera work is atrocious. Okay, dude, you hate it. I get it. Tell me when I'm telling lies. AEW is repug. Stay major and enjoy yourself. Nate. P.S. Egg everything every day. I hope Dip doesn't hate me. I too love wrestling. Wrestling is great. Okay, I didn't read the whole last paragraph. There's a lot more here bashing everything. Um, I, I just, I can I just say, I, I, I love you, Nate. I'm sure you're a great guy. I'm going to sip this coffee. I think you're taking this a little too seriously, bruh. I, I just, how about this? You overrated Adam Cole the first time around. That's how I feel. When people like you and SGG and many others were talking about Adam Cole and the undisputed era being like the four horsemen, you guys were the ones tripping, in my opinion. I didn't see it then. I saw a bunch of really talented, good indie wrestlers. That's what I saw. I know I'm, I'm honestly, I'm not trying to be a bad guy and I'm not angry at people who loved it. Of course, I, I'm just telling you there is another side to what you're saying. I am on that other side. I did not care about Adam Cole particularly. I guess I know he's a good wrestler, but like I didn't wasn't drawn to it. Um, he wasn't so good 
that I was like, oh my God, I have to see this guy wrestle. Um, like I, there, uh, I, I know some may disagree. Kenny Omega is that guy. Kenny Omega to me is that guy who, even if his character isn't great at times, he's so good physically that I love watching him wrestle. Sorry, that's how I feel. I know SGG will totally disagree with this because he loves Cole and doesn't care for Omega. He's wrong. Adam Cole is a, you know, he's HBK light. He's he's a really good small wrestler. What makes Kenny Omega so special to me is that he did inventive things I'd never seen before and does it with a real man's physique. He's like a big, imposing dude who does physically incredible stuff. But you guys know how I feel. I need Kenny Omega in WWE. He's the greatest non-WWE wrestler of all time and needs a run there. Anyways, I like this Cole thing because to me, it's actually showing me that he's got range and he can do other things. He's not just wrestling guy. Like I, I already know he's a really good in-ring performer. That wasn't enough to compel me. I feel like when Max eventually turns on Adam Cole, I'm going to be in. I, 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 I totally get where you're coming from and I totally disagree. And I really, really am enjoying this. It's silly. It's cheesy. It's over the top. And it's interesting, and it's funny, and it keeps my eyes on the TV. Let's get into it more next week. Uh, in theory, by next Tuesday, Natalie and I will be home from this never-ending honeymoon. A quick stop in Miami, then back to New York. We're playing in a celebrity game at Yankee Stadium on Monday, if you happen to be in the area. Come, out, come on out. The pitch-in game will be fun with CC Sabathia and company. And then Tuesday, back Tuesday will be a great show because I'm on vacation still, but back home. The dogs will be back. All will be right in the world. Um, thank you guys all for your emails. Thank you, Brian Waters, for holding it down to get today on the production tip. Miss Hatton, thank you for being mage and marrying me. You're a great guy. You have anything you want to say to close out? You sure? She can't resist if I offer too much. All right, guys. This isn't goodbye. This is just bye for now. She claims bye for now as her new catcher is. We'll see. I think I missed myself. Is the one. <laughs> All right, guys. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. Love you. Appreciate you. Stay mage and enjoy yourselves this weekend. Oh, take it easy. Oh, and also, if you're bored and need something to watch when going to sleep, I've been going on YouTube and watching the those Vice Territory Days episodes. They're fantastic. I did not get to see them previously. I, I was watching one about Mid-South with P.S. Hayes, Ted DiBiase, Jake Roberts, Jim Ross. Fantastic. All right, it's that's it. Same age. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. At this time, I would like to introduce in the corner to my left. The majesty. Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. And then I went to makeup and like sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce... Shout out to that guy, Greg. Bret Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. M-m-m-m-m-mage.